Welcome to Ignited Goddess with Christine Duraki. Over the next hour, you will learn about the connection of mind, body, and spirit. Now, here is Christine. Hello, I am Christine Duraki. I'm so happy that you are here while we discuss health, wellness, beauty, mind, body, and soul. Welcome to the Ignited Goddess Show. And tonight I am so excited to welcome my guest, Dr. Lana Feldman. She's a board-certified plastic and reconstructive surgeon. She has an artistic eye for aesthetics and a laser-focused approach to surgery. During her medical training, she fell in love with the operating room and saw the sacred connection between the mind and body and the relationship between surgeon and patient. She has a caring and compassionate demeanor towards all of her patients. Please give her a warm welcome, Dr. Lana Feldman. Hi, thank you so much for you? having me. I'm so Good. excited thank you so to have you here. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for the opportunity. So can you tell us a little bit about your practice and your expertise and how you got here? Absolutely. Um, so I am one of the plastic surgeons at <laughs> Modern Aesthetic Plastic Surgery. We are a full-scale cosmetic plastic surgery practice. We're located right outside of Philadelphia. We have two office locations. One is in Newtown, Bucks County, Pennsylvania, and the other one is King of Prussia. Um, what we offer is cosmetic surgery of the face, the breast, and the body, as well as some reconstructive options as well. Um, I started my journey with, um, I did my undergrad at New York University. I did my medical school at the Philadelphia College of Osteopathic Medicine. And then I did a combined six-year residency program of general surgery and plastic surgery there as well. Um, and I have been in practice for a couple of years now. Wow, that's wonderful. That's so many things. It is. It's a, it's a long process. <laughs> and you're also um, a mom, right? I am. I have two little boys. Uh, my oldest is three and my youngest is seven months old. So um, they keep me busy the second I get home from work. So it's yeah. uh, it's uh, a lot going on, but I love it and I wouldn't trade the chaos for anything. Yeah, I'm sure you always are trying to find balance, right? <laughs> Absolutely. It's hard to find balance. <laughs> so can you tell me, tell us what inspired you to pursue your current work and how you keep this passion alive? Yeah. So you know, I, um, I always was interested in, in plastic surgery and I think that was triggered, you know, probably when I was still in high school, probably just things I saw on television, but I'd always been a very aesthetic person. Um, I'd always been artistic and I'd love the idea of combining science because I've always excelled at school, but also having this aesthetic opportunity to, use science, use art, and create such an impactful change for people. Mm -hmm. So um, 
as I went through medical school and I went through all of my rotations, when I went through plastic surgery, I just loved the impact that it made on people. We worked with a lot of cancer patients, trauma patients, um, and the ability to, you know, impact a patient's life through surgery um, to change the way that they look at themselves after maybe a large surgery or a trauma was, was really amazing. And I knew that was something I wanted to do. Oh, that's so wonderful. I mean, ha- to have that sort of impact on somebody's life, I mean, it's amazing. But I it also, yeah, I mean, so lucky. But it can also be just somebody um, that isn't having surgery, right? That doesn't have that sort of trauma. It could be anybody that wants to just improve their look to feel better about themselves and improve their health and maybe their confidence and self-esteem. Absolutely. Um, So plastic surgery. Yeah. So plastic surgery has, you know, it's really evolved and it's such a broad encompassing topic. And as part of my current practice, um, we really do more of an Um, aesthetic cosmetic approach to rejuvenation. Um, And there are so many things that can be done, especially now there's so many advances. So it's not all surgical. There are so many minimally invasive options from things I'm sure many of you have heard of, Botox fillers. There's so many advanced lasers on the market um, that can kind of help to stimulate collagen. We know we lose so much collagen as we age, especially after the age of 35, it really starts going down devices that will target collagen stimulation. Um, And the beauty of the aesthetics industry now is that, you know, it doesn't have to be this one big surgery, one and done. You can do tiny little things to help them improve the appearance um, so that you're not having this huge change where it's very obvious. You can kind of slowly work on things so that you still also stay true to yourself and to your anatomy. Mm -hmm. I can say when I had um, Lyme disease, I got Bell's palsy. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time that I visited a plastic surgeon because mm-hmm. I was so upset about the way mm-hmm. that I looked. Even though I felt terrible inside, the way I looked was really, um, it was harder than yeah. that I felt terrible. Mm-hmm. Um and we did. He did give me um, some sculpture, and that did make a huge difference. And mm-hmm. I feel like there are so many different reasons to go to a plastic surgeon, not only for vanity reasons, mm-hmm. but for things that are internal too. You know, they mm-hmm. they do really make your, it it could really improve your confidence and your self-esteem overall. And I feel like there's so many myths around um, plastic surgery and a stigma, and it's becoming more accepted to go to a plastic surgeon's office. (laughs) Are you seeing this also in your, in your practice? And, and do you feel this way? Do you have any myths that you want to debunk here? Yeah, I think um, I think you kind of nailed it on the head. That is so true that um, I think there is this stigma where people are saying, you know, I'm not doing things naturally or I'm going to 
come out of the office and I'm going to look like a different person. I'm going to look fake. I'm going to look inflated. Um, And I think as long as you're going to a reputable practice, a practice that has people that are specialists in their field, one, you've kind of already eliminated that, right? It's not a fly-by-night type of practice. It's somewhere where you're going to get good, um, good services. Now, the thing with the beauty industry, which I love, is that it, it has really changed from the way that it was in the 80s, the 90s, the two, early 2000s to now. Is Now, I think for a lot of people in the aesthetics industry, the push is for natural aesthetics. The push is to kind of preserve your own beauty, but maybe take a look back and see how were things five to 10 years ago, right? Did you lose a little bit of volume? Are we starting to get some fine lines and wrinkles that you don't like? And how can we address this? by still respecting your anatomy and making you look like yourself, not like a different person, but still yourself, but a better version of yourself. And, you know, it it is a confidence boost. The way that you look at yourself in the mirror kind of changes where maybe before you were kind of picking at those number 11 lines between your eyebrows and every time you put on makeup, they would, you would look at them, they would bother you. Well, now we have a treatment for that. And now, you know, they can be smoothed away and they're not as heavy. And maybe now when you look at yourself in the mirror, you're not focused on that. So we know when you feel confident in your skin, we know that when you um, are happy, you know, both on the inside and on the outside, the way you present yourself to to the world changes. Um, and I think, you know, plastic surgeon, it sounds, you know, I still think it has that kind of word like, oh, you're going to see a plastic surgeon. But mm-hmm. for a lot of us, it's so much more than that. You know, we offer surgical options, we offer non-surgical options. Um, and, and many of us use a very tailored approach, at least I know I do, to give patients the results that that they want, and also respect their goals. Mm-hmm. And as a um, hairstylist, I always ask for a picture. I say, show Mm -hmm. me a picture of what you want to look like. Do you think that if you were seeing a picture of what they looked like 10 years ago, you could really visualize and just bring them back maybe five years rather than over the top? Yes. So I love pictures. I always ask for pictures. I ask for pictures of patients, how they looked a couple of years ago, especially if we're going to be doing something you know, more invasive. That's always so important for me to see where they were. Um, I also ask them, you know, sometimes people describe things or they saw something. I ask for patients, bring me a photo of who you saw, what you saw. So I can see if this is a realistic goal for you, because that's the thing. Everyone's anatomy is so different. And the way that someone's look, for example, someone's lips look, you might not be able to achieve that. And I think setting those expectations and seeing photos of both yourself and other people are are so critical to, to my practice. So I absolutely love seeing photos. That's great. Me too. (laughs) I think it's so helpful. It's so helpful. It's such a good, it's a guide, right? Because I think that the way we describe things, um, we might be picturing totally different things than, than what the, the person we're speaking to is, is seeing. And I, I do feel like some things are just not achievable also or are Absolutely. not appropriate. So I think pictures are great, all around great. <laughs> Absolutely. That's so true. I'm sure like if someone comes in with hair as dark as me, I know your viewers can't see. And I said, make me platinum blonde. You'd probably tell me that is not possible in one sitting, right? Not in so one sitting. Like, no. Nope. Yes. Yes. And that's the same with, with me. You know, you know, some things, you know, where we're, we're surgeons, we have to do things from, um, 
a medical perspective so that it's safe. Um, and we're not magicians. We can, you know, totally reverse everything. It's a, it's a process. Yes. And it's keeping in line with the integrity of your hair, your skin, whatever it is. You, if you go too far one direction, you lose that integrity. Absolutely. <clears throat> so we will be taking a break. And when we come back, we will talk about skincare and scars and Dr. Feldman's tips on how to keep your skin healthy and improving scars. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Ignited Goddess explores health well-being and the love of beauty. You will learn the many healing modalities and find the right one for you. The commonality is the connection of mind, body, and spirit. Ignited Goddess with Christine Duraki, Mondays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Are you not getting the answers or results you are looking for in your healthcare journey? Join the underground each week as we explore alternative tracks to wellness. We will be bringing on experts in the field of bioenergetic kinesiology, as well as hear stories about those who have had success in utilizing this modality. The Underground, unlocking alternative journeys to health. Hosted by Kelly Richardson. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Ignited Goddess with Christine Duraki. Have a question for Christine or her guests? Join us on the show at 866 472 5792. That's 866 472 5792. Now back to the show. Welcome back. I'm Christine Duraki. Thank you so much for listening. We are here with Dr. Lana Feldman. And we will be talking about scars and skincare. Dr. Feldman, what would you suggest for skincare? So skincare, I mean, our skin is the largest organ in our body. Um, and because of that, so many of the things that we do impact our skin. And skincare, it's, it's simply, it's not one size fit all. So what I might be using might not be appropriate for you or the next person. But what I'll start with is um, really importantly, your overall health. So we know that simple things like water intake, will change the appearance of your skin. Having sufficient water intake will hydrate your skin. 
We know that nutrition plays such a critical role. Um, a diet that's robust in different fruits, green leafy vegetables, whole grains, those are going to impact the collagen and how that shows up in our skin. Um, and then obviously avoiding things like smoking. Nicotine is really harmful for our skin um, and excessive alcohol intake. We know all those kind of factors play a big role in our skin. Second thing is sun exposure. We know the sun is, is not our friend as good as most of us feel when we have a little bit of a tan. We know that UV radiation is really breaking down our collagen. It's creating fine lines and wrinkles. And sometimes, or I should say a lot of the times, that damage doesn't even show up until years later. So many of us, when we were teens and we were baking out with oil, that damage didn't show up when we were you know, 20 or 25. It's going to show up later. It's going to show up when we're 30 to 40. That's when we're going to see it. So all of that sun protection is going to be critical. Now, there are a couple of things that I think are really good for most people to have in their skincare regimen. So one is a great sunscreen. And I advocate for sunscreen every single day, no matter what. And a big step with this, which a lot of people don't do or don't realize doing is they're applying the sunscreen to their face, but they're not taking it down onto their neck and onto their chest. That area is getting sun exposure and you want it to match. You don't want to have all these lines and wrinkles on your neck and your face is really smooth. So really everyday sunscreen, extending it down to, to your neck. Very simple. Everyone can do that. The next thing that I really like um, is retinols or retinoids. So you've probably seen that mentioned. Um, it's advertised everywhere. You can get them at the pharmacy. You can get them from your physician's office. You can get them in a prescription form. But what are they? So they're one of the most highly studied um, substances for aging. So it started off as being a treatment for acne. And we realized that the patients who are being treated with, with, uh, with retinoids, which is a derivative of vitamin A, they were having beautiful skin because what it is, is I almost call it a little fountain of youth is it creates constant, constant skin cell turnover. You're constantly turning over the skin cells. And because of that, you're getting fresh skin coming to the surface, which is why it helps with those fine lines and wrinkles. There's very few other things on the market that can do that. Now, a lot of people can't tolerate this, especially something strong, like a strong prescription strength one, because they get all that dryness and irritation. So most of my patients, what I tell them to do is I tell them, you know, they say, is a pharmacy one good? And I say, it's good for, for if you're just starting out, right? It does have um, mm -hmm. enough strength where you're going to see some results and you build your strength up. You start with something over the counter from the pharmacy, you know, the brands like Rock Retinol, Neutrogena, they're big companies. They have a lot of testing. Start with that, work your way up. And if you feel like you're getting good results and you want to move to something stronger, you can always see your plastic surgeon or your dermatologist for something prescription. But I love it because it really is one of the few things that helps with that kind of skin cell turnover. Okay. Mm. Um, the other thing that I love that's um, pretty simple that I think is good for most people is just a nice moisturizer. Okay. Um, people think that, you know, applying something, you know, haphazardly every other day isn't going to change much, but I feel that it is really important for that outer layer of skin to get that um, hydration into it, to keep things um, um, supple, especially during the winter months. Mm -hmm. um, and the last thing that, that I would say is really important is the way we wash our face. So I, I see this very often with our, with my own patients is 
people will come in and they'll have these 20 step skincare regimens and they're doing all this stuff. And then I ask, how do you wash your face? And they'll say, Oh, I'll just take a face wash and I'll rub it down. But what people don't realize is unless your face is really clean and all the impurities are off, whatever you're using is not having ample opportunity to get absorbed into your skin. So I really believe in double cleansing. And what double cleansing is before you're taking your face wash or whatever it is that you're using, you're taking a balm um, or, or an oil, whatever you choose to use. I prefer a balm. You're, you're putting that on and you're wiping off any makeup, any sunscreen, any impurities, and then you're wiping it off. I love disposable towels that you can just throw out that They're you're not my favorite bacteria. They're amazing, aren't they? It's, it was, <laughs> I love it was a game them. changer. Um, you wipe it off and then you cleanse your face. And you will notice such a difference in your skin quality, in the way that your skincare products are, are sitting on your face. And you're probably going to notice you're going to start getting better improvement if your face is really, really clean. I do. Those disposable towels are the best. They're amazing. I wish I came up with them. <laughs> I know. I had a friend gift them to me and I thought yeah. it was like... At first, when she gave them to me, I was like, what is this? And then now I'm addicted. I give them to everybody. And (laughs) you don't have to do extra laundry. It's just just overall fantastic. Fantastic. So about retinol, I haven't used it in years. Yeah. Because I developed um, a rash every time I used it. So I was like, oh, I'm allergic to it. Uh Uh-huh. But- do you feel like I should go back and try it like a minimal to see, yeah. test it? Can I think your body so, change? Your body can change, but it, so it depends. If it was a true rash, meaning you had some sort of um, hypersensitivity reaction to it and it was an allergic reaction, that's mm-hmm. different. But, and you know, and that could have come from a filler ingredient in the retinol that you are using. So it's hard to say. You can always, depending on what you are using, you can always grab something from the pharmacy, something mm-hmm. light, unscented, and start with that. And I always tell patients who are new to it, don't do it every day. Start every other day. If it's too much, do every two, three days. And then you build up your tolerance to every mm-hmm. day. Um, and what about trying it like on your hand, you know, as like absolute- a test? Yeah, that's reasonable. The other place that I think would be good um, would be maybe your neck um, because the skin's a little bit more comparable to to your face skin and you can see how you respond. Most people will have some reaction over a couple of days where you will have some redness. You will have a little bit of of, um, shedding and dryness and that's normal and unexpected. But, you know, a rash, you know, we want to make sure that you're not having an allergic response to it as well. Okay. And that sunscreen thing. Oh yeah. I definitely use sunscreen every day now. And mm-hmm. I still, I'll still go out in the sun, but I do use yeah. a strong sunscreen. And unfortunately they, when I went to the dermatologist, they had to remove something that was cancerous. Uh, and now I have a scar. Yeah. And I was talking to you and you were mentioning these treatments. And I really feel like this would be a benefit to a a lot of people for, for a variety of different scars. So can you tell us um, about that? Yes, absolutely. So scars are, um, if you have a scar, you probably look at the scar. Sometimes if you don't like it, it's a, it's kind of a permanent reminder of whatever, for whatever reason you have the scar, whether it's surgery and injury, and it's kind of there, but there are definitely ways to help improve the appearance of scars. It's never too late. 
but it's definitely best to start scar therapy early. If you were to walk into any pharmacy and go into their scar treatment aisle, you would see a lot of, lot of creams, a lot of options for scar therapy, but it can be made pretty simple. Okay. So my approach to scars with all of my patients is I start most of all of my patients, once their scar is healed, they don't have any more scabs on compression therapy with silicone gel sheets. This is something you can get off of Amazon. You can get at most pharmacies. And the beauty of them is that they put this um, slight compression on the scar. It's been tested in medical literature that we know that it helps with the appearance of scars. It keeps them nice and flat as they mature and heal. Scars, you know, mature over the course of a year. So there's a lot of changes that you can see with them over time. So I have my patients start with silicone gel sheets. They usually start with 12 hours a day. If they tolerate it well with no issues, they can go up to 24 hours. I advise them always to take it off to shower and then put it back on. They are, you know, reusable for up to a week or so. The other thing that I recommend for a lot of patients once your scar is healed, usually that's a couple weeks in, is um, scar massage. So scar massage is a really nice way as the scar forms, you probably feel some firmness in the area if it's a little bit raised. And what you do is you take that scar. It's probably going to be a little bit uncomfortable at first. You can take a little bit of lotion to help as well. And you're going to grasp that scar and you're going to massage it. You're going to go in different ways. You're going to kind of push into it. You're going to go left, right, up and down. And what you're trying to do is you're trying to break down some of that scar tissue. Recommendations are typically to do it two to three times a day about for five minutes. Not everyone obviously has the time or luxury to sit sit there massaging a scar. But I tell patients, hey, you came home, you're going to watch something on TV, just sit there, massage your scar, you know, (laughs) or in the morning, if you're driving or if it's accessible, massage the scars. So a little bit of scar massage um, over the course of a couple weeks to a couple months will really improve scars. And if it's an old scar, I don't think it's ever too late to treat it in the same fashion as well. In Ayurveda, we love massage. We do a Mm -hmm. full body massage every morning. And Mm -hmm. I have, I've started to massage my scar with sesame oil. Do you think that that's appropriate? It's okay with sesame oil? Um, You know, I don't, I don't know. I don't have an answer to that. I'm not familiar with sesame oil as a treatment, but I would say if you are having a good response, you're not getting an irritation. I would say there's probably nothing wrong with it. The only oil I really advise patients not to use, which is an oil almost all my patients want to use is vitamin E oil. So Mm -hmm. vitamin E oil, it's great when you ingest it as as a supplement. Um, But on the skin, one, there's almost no evidence that improves the appearance of scars. Two, for some people, it can aggravate. The, the skin. So some people can't tolerate oils and it's just too aggravating. So I, I tell most of my patients to stop the vitamin E oil and to really just focus on doing um, the sheeting or just a scar massage. You could even do like any sort of lotion. Eucerin ointment is fine. Anything that you think that you would tolerate well. Um, the vitamin E oil probably isn't going to change the appearance of the scar very much, if at all. Good to know. I knew, I did not know that about vitamin E oil. <laughs> Yeah. Tell me about I'm sesame not, oil. Does that, what does that prove, uh, uh, shown to, to it's really great for hydrating your skin and it gets okay. into the cells. It distributes nutrients into the cells okay. of your body. So it does go okay. deeper into the layers of your skin. Okay. All right. But, but we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we will talk about the Lana method. And I'm very excited to hear about this. 
We'll be right back. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins looks at how natural healing and biological dentistry can safely and effectively treat most health problems. You'll hear about the innovations in both traditional and alternative medicine therapies with doctors and dentists, along with discussions with chiropractors, medical experts, homeopaths, naturopaths, and energetic healers. It's great to have all the best information in one place. And Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins brings it all together. Listen Thursdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Ignited Goddess with Christine Duraki. Have a question for Christine or her guests? Join us on the show at 866 472 5792. That's 866-472-5792. Now back to the show. Hello, I am Christine DeRocky. Welcome back and thank you so much for listening. We are here with Dr. Lana Feldman. Dr. Lana Feldman has a method. It's called the Lana Method. It's long lasting and natural. And it's a unique approach. And she's going to tell us all about it. So uh, I love that we were discussing this. So um, <laughs> it works wonderfully with my name. Long yes, lasting in aesthetics. <laughs> <laughs> but um, there, there is meaning behind it. And kind of it does reflect on my approach to aesthetics, um, minimally and maximally invasive options for my patients. So, you know, Let's start with long lasting. So I wish I had a tree that grew in my office where I gave you, you know, a little bite from the tree and you you stayed young forever. I don't have that. Oh, so yes. I don't have anything extra special like that. Um, but why not? What, what I, you're right. That'd be lovely. I, I'd be the busiest plastic surgeon in the universe. <laughs> um, but what I, my approach is, you know, with, and also because our practice is able to support this is a lot of my patients will come in and say they come in for a surgical procedure and they'll say, I want a, a facelift. How long does a facelift last? Okay. So, well, it depends what textbook you read. So it will tell you somewhere between, you know, seven to 10 years on average, right? Around a decade. And what that means is it's not like in a decade, you're going to go back to where you were, but you're going to start seeing signs of aging because 
thus is life. You're going to age and you're going to see that process, but you're at a different point. Now people will come in and say, you know, one and done, I'm going to have this facelift and we're done. But what if we make this facelift last longer? You know, what if we say, well, is the goal that you're going to have a facelift now? We're not going to do anything and you're going to come back in 10 years or whatever, whenever it is that you dislike how things look and you're going to have another facelift. Well, hopefully not, right? There, the beauty of the industry now is that there are so many options that we have in the office. So why don't we also, as, as, you, as you've healed from your facelift, why don't we add other things that will help prolong the results of your facelift? You know, you, we can do injectable options to kind of help stimulate collagen. We can do lasers that continue to tighten the, your skin and to stimulate collagen. We can do all of these things so that your results aren't just a one and done, but you have a maintenance so that, you know, a facelift, that's a big surgery. You don't want to do a facelift every day. decade, but you can do little things, little tweaks tastefully to maintain your results. So that's what what long lasting is. Our practice is very robust. We have very skilled surgeons, but we also have very skilled aestheticians in our practice who are experts um, in the lasers that they perform. They are national trainers for a lot of the devices that we have. Um, so we we work together. We have a lot of mutual patients and we work together on plans. I have one patient who's having something done for an upcoming um, big event in her life. And me and one of my estheticians, she is one of our mutual patients. We are scheduling everything that we're both doing so that our treatments are compatible with each other and putting her on the right time frame, um, which is amazing for someone who, you know, has a schedule and can work with both providers to get yeah, done. I love that. So that's the beauty is that we have all these devices. And that's what long lasting is, is I am, you know, not all plastic surgeons will do injectables, will do laser treatments, but I, I enjoy it as part of my art. Um, and I love offering that for my patients. And then what is natural, right? So um, most patients don't want to leave your office looking like something was was done. They want to see a change, but they don't want to leave looking like, you know, I just injected them with everything I had in my office. Right, we, right. we want this to be done naturally, tastefully. Um, a lot of patients who are new to aesthetics, they don't want a lot done at one time because it's a little bit new. It's a little bit scary. So even if I do a little bit to them, it's a lot because it's it's such a change. As individuals, we see so many little nuances on ourselves mm-hmm. and on our face that most people probably don't notice. That's why when we do these tiny treatments for, to you as a you know as a provider, sometimes I can say like, oh, that's a nice subtle change, but to someone else, that's a big change. Oh yeah, so, our eye goes right to the flaw. <laughs> exactly, we notice it right away, and you know, someone else might look at you and be like, I don't even see that, Christy. Exactly. What are you talking about? <laughs> but you do, and I do. Yeah. I see every little nuance <laughs> that I dislike. Um, and so we take things slow or slow as the patient wants to go. And we build a treatment regimen around what their goals are. Um, and if they don't want to do anything too aggressive, we don't do it. But I also set up expectations. I set up expectations, what I can accomplish with a minimal invasive approach and what I can. And so a lot of times, you know, it's also this understanding, you know, someone will come in and they'll pull back their face really tight and they'll say, I want this, but I don't want you to cut me. And I'll say, well, I can't do that. I can't, I can't give you the look of a facelift without doing a facelift, but I can do some fillers. We can do some Botox and you'll definitely look refreshed. You'll look a little bit more awake. Your skin will look better. Mm-hmm. Um, and will you be happy with that? And then we'll go from there. Yeah. So is there times that you say, you know what, save your money. Don't 
do the fillers, put your money towards a facelift. Absolutely. All the time. And I think that comes from kind of what I said, what their, what their goals are and what they're expressing to me. So some patients, it's not that they're not candidates for filler, right? It's that the filler isn't going to be enough of an impact for the look that they want to have where I don't think they're going to be happy. I don't think from discussing with them and the goals that they set for themselves of how they want to look, it's going to be worthwhile because Mm -hmm. it can get expensive. And I think that I'm here to educate them and tell them what I can accomplish and what I can't with very realistic. One of my biggest things with patients is setting expectations. I don't like to over-exaggerate results Mm -hmm. uh, and I don't want patients' expectations to be unrealistic because, Mm -hmm. you know, when they leave here, I don't want them to be upset for any reason. So we have a very in-depth consultation. I show them examples of work. This is what this will look like and this is what that will look like. You want them to leave happy and satisfied. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I say I'm the, I'm the happy doctor. I'm the happy doctor. Most people yes. are happy and want to come see me. <laughs> That's great. So if they wanted to dip their toes into aesthetic medicine, but they're concerned, um, what's your recommendation? Yeah. So I think that... Um, the best place to start is with a, with a consultation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you start going down the rabbit hole of Googling things, there's going to be a lot of options, right? Um, there are a lot of different fillers. There's a lot of different lasers. There's a lot of different surgeries. You know, this one person does this. This one person does that. One, you want to find some, a physician or a practitioner that is board certified in their area of expertise. So you want to set up a consultation. Come and talk to them about your areas of concern. Two things that are, you know, I say minimally invasive, minimally invasive and easy to start with are things like Botox. We say it's kind of like the gateway. You you do a little bit of Botox because most people have some concerns about lines in their upper face. See how you like that. You can tweak your dose. You can start with a lower dose and kind of build your way up to having um, the results that you want. Um, the other thing I tell patients is some of this is, you know, we know about rejuvenation or rejuvenating this is it's prejuvenation, right? So mm-hmm. we want to start a little sooner rather than a little later, because the earlier you start now, I'm not saying you should be 15 years old, you know, coming in mm-hmm. for Botox, but the earlier you start, you're less mm-hmm. likely to create that damage, that collagen breakdown over time. So always start to start with a consultation, look up the provider that you're seeing, take a look at their work. Um, most surgeons and practitioners will have a book or they'll have a social media presence where they show their before and afters. And you can see, is this to your taste? Is Do you like the results? Because part of it is also everyone has a little bit of a different style and finding the provider that's going to fit your aesthetic and your style mm-hmm. is going to be very, very important. Yes, I am all about the preventative and pro-aging And I really think that, or for me, I I try to build collagen once a month, do something to stimulate my own collagen because I've noticed, you know, just over time, I I see it. I see it in my face and I see it in my neck and and on my chest. It's incredible. I could put a hundred on my chest and I still get super tan. Right that skin has just gotten so much thinner. So I know that I need to do things Mm -hmm. to, to enhance that collagen. What do you think about 
collagen powders, do you feel like that they do anything or do you think that they're just a waste of money? So this is what I tell my patients. I do. So um, this is what I tell my patients when they, when they ask me about it. And I've kind of seen it go both ways. So uh, to the best of my knowledge, I don't know if they've been proven to necessarily boost collagen significantly in our skin. But by the same token, I've had patients who've told me that the collagen that they're taking, and I don't know names off the top of my head, that they have noticed significant improvement in the quality of their skin, mm. um, in the quality of the robustness of their of their skin. They feel more hydrated. Um, so I think it does have an impact on, on some patients. Now, I always ask them, now, do you think it's because you have more fluid intake because you are drinking the collagen drinks, which could partly be part of that as well. So I don't necessarily prescribe it. I don't tell my patients to go start drinking it, but I say, if you want to try it and you think, and you have a good result with it, um, and it's a good product, it's a tested product, um, and it works for you, then, then why not? Yeah. There's not, there's not one right answer. It's like a little bit yep. of everything might help yes. a little bit, you know, so right. you got to try right. it and, and See what it works. comes down to eating well too. It's not just, just doing the powder, like absolutely a, a process thing. We can get a lot of nutritious value from the fruits, the vegetables, the absolutely. salmon. Um, I'm a big uh, proponent of, of diet for, for my, my patients. Um, and I tell a lot of them that who don't lead the, lead the healthiest lifestyle is, um, you are, we're working against each other, right? So if you don't have the diet, if you don't stop the smoking, everything I do is, is not going to last. It's not Mm -hmm. going to work for you. We know that diet is so critical to our skin, to our collagen. We know that having those dark leafy greens, having that, you know, fatty salmon, that's so good for us. Um, all the fruit intake, the berries, whole grains, that, Mediterranean diets, so to say, is so um, important for our skin and for our overall well-being that that makes such a dramatic um, impact in how you how you look and how your skin looks. Yeah, and that how it goes hand in hand. When you're eating healthier, you look better, and when you look better, you want to take better care of yourself. It's like Absolutely. they work in unison and hand in hand. Absolutely, it's it's you want to take care of everything, right? Exactly. You want to take care of everything and the quality sleep too. It's like, yes, you can't, you can't just take one piece and it be good for you. It's a lot of little pieces and it's a consistency. And I think it's absolutely um, a, a, a really hard place for some people because they want just one quick fix, but there isn't one. It's a lot of little things. And I love that about the Lana method because yep. I feel like that's exactly the same thing. Yeah, that's uh it's a big um I'm a big proponent of doing a lot of a lot of little things to your well being. I think we're busy people. We don't have time to all day long or all night or all morning to do these things, but it's these little choices that we make throughout our day that have such a big impact on our health overall. Yes. We are going to take a quick break and we will come back and find out where we can find Dr. Lana Feldman and what she has coming up. We'll be right back. 
Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Ignited Goddess explores health, well-being, and the love of beauty. You will learn the many healing modalities and find the right one for you. The commonality is the connection of mind, body, and spirit. Ignited Goddess with Christine Duraki, Mondays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Are you not getting the answers or results you are looking for in your healthcare journey? Join the underground each week as we explore alternative tracks to wellness. We will be bringing on experts in the field of bioenergetic kinesiology, as well as hear stories about those who have had success in utilizing this modality. The Underground, unlocking alternative journeys to health. Hosted by Kelly Richardson. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Ignited Goddess with Christine Duraki. Have a question for Christine or her guests? Join us on the show at 866 472 5792. That's 866 472 5792. Now back to the show. Welcome back. I'm Christine Jaraki. Thank you so much for listening in. I am here with Dr. Lana Feldman. Dr. Lana Feldman implements a tailored approach to her practice for each patient, and she believes that aesthetic goals should accentuate one's uniqueness and beautiful individuality. She educates and empowers her patients from the inside out. I was wondering what impact you hope to make with your work and how do you see it benefiting others? So I think, you know, as humans, we're, we're always looking to help people to make an impact on the world. Um, and I think that the beauty of what I do is it helps people see themselves in a different light or maybe to remind them of how they used to look and where, mm-hmm. where they are now. So I'll give an example. I do a lot of um, body contouring procedures for patients who've had massive weight loss. Mm-hmm. Um, and these patients have lost 100 to 200 pounds of weight, either on their own or through you know gastric surgery to help with that. And they're left with almost all the time with all this excess skin on their abdomen, their thighs, their arms, their breast. And it's a constant reminder of where they were. And it kind of masks where they are now, where although they've lost this weight and they're leading this 
healthy lifestyle, maybe they're running marathons, the skin is there and it's constantly mm. either, you know, physically in the way, but it's also an emotional kind of um, tethering to where they previously were. So, you know, when we, a reminder always. So when we do these <laughs> surgeries to um, contour their bodies, to remove this skin, it it gives them a new, a new start where, you know, they feel like everything they've worked for is now come to fruition. And it sounds silly because they've lost this weight. They put in the work, but the skin is constantly there. And they feel like once that skin is off, they can start fresh and they can start new. And I love being part of the process. I have so many patients who tell me afterwards that that impact of removing that skin, it just changed their confidence. You know, they'll say, mm-hmm. I'm going on vacation next month. I'm going to wear this bathing suit. Um, and if they have a scar, they say, I don't even care about the scar. I just want to, you know, wear this and finally feel so confident in it. So that's always a big impact. I also, I work with a lot of mothers as well. Um, and I think as as mothers, you know, you give your, a lot of yourself to, to your children and sometimes you put yourself on the back burner. Um, and so with women who are postpartum, um, a couple of years out, um, even many decades out, they, you know, childbirth and breastfeeding can take a toll. They decide to treat themselves. So we do a lot of things like abdominoplasties, which are tummy tucks, which is when we repair that muscle that has separated due to uh, pregnancy or remove the excess skin. Um, that changes women a lot too. They feel more confident. They feel like they can be sexy. They just feel more revived. Um, Mm. I recently had a patient where we did breast surgery. She breastfed all three of her kids and then she was an overproducer and she donated so much milk. She donated liters and liters of milk to to local organizations. And she had the surgery. She started crying because she said, I feel like my breasts were working for other people for so long. And I finally feel like they're they're mine again. And, you know, for me, Maybe someone who hasn't been in that situation, you can't appreciate it. But you know, when you when you've used your body to impact others, and then you mm-hmm. finally want to do something for yourself, that that changes your world, and it changes kind of how you feel about yourself as well. And how wonderful that you get to be part of the solution in their life. It's and, it's amazing. I feel I feel so lucky. It's um, yeah. it's an honor for for me to meet a lot of my patients, for them to trust. Um, themselves in my hands to to trust that I can accomplish the goals that they're seeking. Um, and we, you know, we form friendships, we form relationships. I, I, I have this knack. I just remember these random nuances about my patients and they all think like, oh, you wrote that down. And I didn't, I, I just, I remember these little quirky things about patients mm-hmm. and it's just how my, my mind works. And um, um, I think that makes it really special to have this long lasting relationship with a lot of my patients. Cause a lot of them say they come in for a surgery. A lot of them will stay on, they'll do little things here and there. So I'm seeing a lot of these patients for, for term. It's not typically, it's not just one and done. We have a very long relationship. And that says so much about you. Thank you. you know, more, more than anything else that just, that says it right there. Thank you. Mm-hmm. It has been such a pleasure pleasure talking with you. Um, I can't wait to come in and see you. I was supposed yeah. to come in before this, but it never happened. It got, things got too crazy, but I we'll will catch get up there. afterwards. Yes, most definitely. So do you have any um, upcoming projects or anything that you wanted to tell us about? Yeah, or even so- something that you love to do in your, your spare time? Yeah. So, um, 
project wise, you know, we're working on doing, you know, packages for, for a lot of my patients, um, just kind of grouping some procedures together so that they can get like little package deals with that. So that's something that we're, we're working on. Um, we're constantly growing and expanding our, our practice in general. So that's always amazing and exciting. Um, and then, you know, I, I gotta tell you, my, my free time is always spent with, um, with my kids it's uh on the weekends it's activities and hanging out um but it's it's truly truly the best um I was I was telling my husband you know like sometimes I'll lay in bed with my son and you know people say like oh you don't want to do that because you know they'll get used to it and I said I want him to get used to it because he's going to be three for you know it's limited time with time exactly. is ticking. I want I want to do that so um you know, we, we do a lot of, a lot of family time, a lot of time with, with our kids, just being at home and hanging out. That's so nice. I remember when everyone would tell me, don't let them sleep in your bed, but yeah, it, en- it eventually ends. They don't sleep in it your does. bed. Forever. I, well, I think about myself, it's, uh, you know, I wasn't 16 sleeping in my mom's bed. So I'm like, <laughs> right. you know what? I don't, I don't even care. I want to, I want to cuddle my babies. Yeah, that's great. Well, we only have a couple minutes left. Can you tell our viewers um, where people can find you and, you know, how they can get in touch with you? Absolutely. So um, easiest is always social media. So um, I'm pretty active on Instagram and TikTok. It's also a good resource for a lot of information that shows some of my work, some quick tips. And that's um, at drdr.com. Lana Feldman, L-A-N-A-F-E-L-D-M-A-N, um, on both Instagram and TikTok. Um, and on there, there's a great way to contact me. There's a contact button. Um, and then also on my website, drlanafeldman.com, um, has a lot of information. And then, of course, our website, Modern Aesthetic Plastic Surgery. That's where I work. We're an amazing practice. Um, we have amazing providers. So even if you don't come see me, come see one of our um, amazing other providers. We have a full spectrum of um, facials, lasers. It's just a great place. And we have amazing staff. Wonderful. Thank you so much. I, I'm so happy that you came on tonight. It's been so wonderful. Um, I had such a nice time. And if you have any questions for me, you can go to ignitedgoddess.com or Instagram at ignitedgoddess or Facebook. I'd love to hear from you at, and answer any questions. So feel free to reach out and tune in next week. We will not be live. We'll be airing the Lyme disease PEMF episode again for the holiday. But we will be returning the following week. See you then. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Ignited Goddess. We hope you've learned a lot. Join us next week for another informative and empowering episode.